All right, JNAC, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, First G in the building for another episode of the JNAC podcast. Welcome, everybody, in the digital airwaves. Hope you guys are enjoying. Um, I guess, is it too late to say, are you enjoying the new year? Is that, are we already in? We're in February. <laughs> yeah, we're in full swing of the new year. We are in full swing. We are, you're you're in love month now. Yeah, I'm so. in love month. I know I'm in love month, but I just, you know, I was, I was wondering if if that still applied. Like, when is when is the last date you can say, Happy New Year? January 2nd. 2nd? <laughs> so, so, I mean, so if I see you on the 5th, it's like, Happy New Year. Nah, nah It depends nah, on if you, say, if you say Happy New Year, then you could say it for about a week or so. If you say Happy New Year's, then December. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> December? Yes, because I hate it when people say Happy New Year's. Yeah, I know. We ain't going to get into that again. Okay, well. <laughs> so, like I said, welcome, everybody. Uh, program yes. reminders. Uh, next week, Marriage Corner will be back. Yay. I believe that's true. And me and you are going to be joining the Vaughns, I believe, for an intimate conversation. Intimate. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, okay. might be a, that might be a precursor. That might be a little preview of what we're going to talk about. Okay. Trust me, y'all. It's not, it's not what you think. It's definitely not what you think. It's not you that type of podcast. You don't know what they think. It's not bound. These are holy bow, people. Bow. These are holy people. They're not thinking so, crazy stuff. So holy people don't have sex. You know what? We're not going to be talking about sex. No, we we're not. That's, are you sure we're not? Be talking about <laughs> I don't sex? know what we're going to be talking about. Really, you haven't told me yet. <laughs> no, but guys, welcome. I wanted to make sure I, I talk a little bit about why last week. Uh, happened. Uh, I started Love Month like like uh, f- senior pastor Tiffany. I'm trying to get the 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 letters down. What is it? S S P T. I'm Tiffany to you. I know you Tiffany to me, or you're Tiff actually. Yeah, you are. You're right. Okay, so yeah, but S P T. I think that's what they call you. Yes. Is that what the kids call you? The kids call me. Yes, <laughs> the grown so kids. They say. Um, that it's love month. So you said it's love month. I know it's love month. And I wanted to start love month off with a, with a touchy subject, you know, divorce. And I know some people were maybe were thrown aback like, wait, why are we starting love month off with divorce? So my thinking about it was this. It was a great episode. It was deep. Um, it was thoughtful. Um, I had some, some feedback on it, some good feedback on it. So that's always a blessing that, um, that, you know, it touched some, an ear or two, <laughs> an ear or two. Yeah, I, I, I mean, touch them in in a, in a way of like it helped them, not that someone listened. There was plenty more than an ear or two that listened. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to start off with that tough subject and maybe a little bit off kilter subject because I wanted to deal with maybe a barrier that some, certain people may have with going forward with this conversation of love, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's very important because a lot of times we start things off and people want to come on a journey with you, but maybe they're stuck in a certain place. Right. Um, so I definitely wanted to make sure I dealt with that. That was awesome to talk about. It was a very deep conversation. If you haven't heard, go back and uh, check that out. But today we're just going to go into love in general so i want to i want to hit on 
love. I definitely want to get into the whole, which is going to lead into what we're going to talk about, which is the love languages. I believe there's five love languages, guys, and we're going to be getting into all five of them. Uh, me and SPT, we're no experts. I wouldn't say we're experts in this matter, but we're definitely going to be talking about it. But I wanted to start out, first of all, with what exactly the Bible says about love. Um, you know, we deal with these three Greek words um, when we're dealing with love. And those Greek words are, hang on, they're not in front of me. So the Greek words are eros, philia, and agape. Uh, you want to give me a quick rundown, Tiff, of uh, you want to give the people a quick rundown of what we're talking about when we talk about these three words? When we talk about the different types of love, I, I think that um, the best thing to do is uh, kind of start with the one that people know the most about, mm -hmm. um, or or at least I think the one that they should know the most about, and that's agape. Mm -hmm. um, agape is is the love that even when we talk about in First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen, um, he says even even if I were to be this great person, if I were to be this amazing um, spiritual thought leader. Uh, it doesn't matter if I don't have love. And he's talking about uh, the real true love that um, God gives. And that's agape. And agape is supposed to be the sacrificial, unconditional love of God. So you want to go right to the I'm deep one. I'm going right one. to the deep one. Right I mean, first. if you let's go start, big or go home. Yeah, let's start with Eros. <laughs> no, start you with gotta, Eros. no, you got to. Because if you don't understand, this is what it's happens. It's Valentine's Day. We got to start with Eros. No, we got to start with agape because... If you don't first have that understanding of love, then what do you compare it to? How do you know if love is true if you aren't first looking at what real love really is? I think that's a part of our issue is that we go out and we find all of these duplicates before we find the real thing. And then when the real thing comes, we're looking at it like, ah, oh, I didn't know. It kind of scares you because it's like if you ever have a person love you right, it makes you look back at everything else in your life and you're kind of confused. I completely agree. I, I feel like that, though, we kind of starting at the end. Ah, but I think it starts at the beginning. So here's here's what I mean by that. I don't think agape is achieved. Agape isn't something you achieve instantaneously. No, I, it is not. Feel, not with a person. Yeah, I feel like you go through steps. Not with a person. Yeah. However... It should be think, there. And that's me, why even, even when there's marriages, when we have marriage, right? Mm -hmm. We tell people it's not just you and your spouse in this marriage. It's you, your spouse, and, and God. God. Right. And the fact that God is there in that marriage puts agape in there But my issue, from the beginning. I agree. But my issue is, and help me if I'm, if I'm off here, but the way that I look at it is I don't even think when you first start your relationship with God, that you're at that agape level because you haven't learned yet what faith is, what real faith is, how do you trust God, things like that. It's like you're going into it saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I want to give myself to you. I want to start on this journey, but you're at the beginning, right? 
Yeah, you are, but God's not at the beginning. He's the beginning. And well, but, I'm but sh- li- no, listen to what I'm saying though. Okay. You're talking about it from your standpoint. Exactly. But love exists. Love was here before the foundation of the world. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right. That means that even before you were thought of, he loved you unconditionally. Right. Before you ever couldn't believe in him, he loved you unconditionally. And if you don't get a grip on that love that God has for you before you go out here trying to love other people. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail over and over again because you have to have the understanding in your mind that I'm worthy of love, mm-hmm. that I'm worthy of affection, that I'm worthy of of being treated in a way where someone sees me and that unconditional love can be achieved. When did you know that God loved you like that? I knew it when I was 19 years old. And how, how long had you been on your Christian walk at that point? I got I got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit when I was fifteen. Okay, so about four years. Yes. And and that that's that that's really what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Um if we can if I came at this love subject from God's perspective we wouldn't we wouldn't be having a nuanced oh, conversation. Oh, no, we wouldn't have any, but It wouldn't have anything to talk about. Right, but I think that we fail ourselves when we say, well, we can't talk about that yet because, because that's not where we are. No, we should talk about it yeah. because just because you're not there yet yeah. doesn't mean you don't have access to it and to be able to have the conversation about it. Just because I'm not at the place of where I'm supposed to be uh-huh. doesn't mean that somehow I failed. Right. No, I'm on the road to it. Right. However, it's still there. Mm-hmm. God has been there the whole time. His love for me was there before I was 15, before I was five, before I was even born. It took me four years to understand, to understand. that he loved me like that. Yeah. yeah. But once I realized that he loved me like that, mm-hmm. that was when my life changed. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always been big God loving me was a huge thing for my salvation because, yeah, I had been saved, but I was still doing crazy stuff all the time. I was still, you know, not believing different things about myself. But when I was 19, almost 20, I really recognized, you know what? God loves me. Mm-hmm. I got to quit everything else because he loves me just the way that I am. Yeah. And that love changes you. Yeah. And when it changes you, you don't have issues with eros or philal in the same way. I agree. Which is how we get into those. I agree. So when we talk about agape, so I, I, I give in. I tap you give out. In, you tap I out. Because <laughs> I'm going to keep arguing. Tap, tap, <laughs> tap. I'm tapping out. Um, so we talk about agape. You're talking about a love. So I'm, I'm going to read some of this, what I got on it. It's a love. It's a self-giving love that is primarily concerned with the good of someone else. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that um, explanation. It's much more than a feeling, although feelings are part of it. Um, and it's a lot of it is demonstrated through action. You know, through yes. through your consistency of what you do. Yes. And I, but I really love the part about your your concern becomes about someone else more than yourself. Yes, and, a self-sacrificial love. Yes, and that's exactly what it says, a sacrificial. Um and that goes against a lot of human nature, yes. right? Like when we're born, one of the first things you learn as a kid is mine. Right? Mine. 
or, or self-preservation, right? I need to take care of myself. Um, but when you reach a level of love, like what we're talking about, it, it doesn't mean that you have no regards of your own well-being. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your concern for someone else is so profound that it can eclipse your concern for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's when you talk about, you know, with the Beyonce's, the crazy in love and all that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that, that's what I look at, you know, when I, when I think about uh, that kind of love. Because it, it, and again, as I got into earlier, it's not easily achieved with, with other people. No, it's now, not. Obviously, when you talk about, you know, the way God loves us and the way that we feel that, um, that is, like you said, it's, it's been there. It's been there since I was even thought of. Um, since I was well out of my mama's womb or in my mama's womb, it was thought of. But with other people, when we talk about gaining that level of love with other people, it is, it's, it's a journey. Um, it is. A lot of it comes with consistency, I believe, and a lot of it comes with trust. Um, and just, I think, being flexible. Yeah. Because when we talk about agape love, you know, Bishop says this all the time. I'm pretty sure a lot of people say it all the time. It's like, I love you, but right now I don't like you. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And it's like agape doesn't mean that you never have difficulty. You never question things, you know. Um, you never have anger. It doesn't mean that. It just means that that will never sever. Agape is not I would go so far as to say agape cannot be severed. Right, exactly. Once you reach that level, it, it, it never ends. Yeah, and that's that's what 1 Corinthians says. It it never ends. I think that for me, agape is shown more. It, people always say, oh, true love or relationship goals with yeah. different people on social relationship media. Relationship goals. Relationship goals on social media and stuff. You know, and those people are divorced the next week. You know, it's not even... They're just they're 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 liking a mirage, right? Right? They 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 like what the people are presenting, instead of understanding that true love is shown when your wife gets Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and yep. you continue to take care of her. Yeah. When when your spouse is is dying. Yeah. And you're still there consistently you know true love is shown through the hard times it's not shown when you're on vacation and you know those are nice and it's nice to have those experiences and it's nice to live that life but true love is not just shown to me then true love is shown to me when we are losing parents absolutely you know and you have to go through the death process yeah Uh, when you have to deal with losing someone or a house even even losing your house or or losing you know your jobs and not having stability but still holding on to each other right true love is shown through those times why because it's easy to be in love when things are going good mm-hmm. but how do you stay in love when everything is coming against you, you do it because there's something that is that is holding you together. Mm-hmm. That's why I say often, love is not an emotion. Love is a decision. Mm-hmm. I make the decision to love. And 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 that's how I I say, you know, you invite God into your relationship because when I invite him in, he gives us the strength 
to do those things. Mm -hmm. That love that he has, it can flow through us. And that's why he even says in the Bible, let this love shine through. Mm -hmm. It's it's supposed to come through us to other people. I think that God will, will be able to give you and to renew even the love in your heart for another person, even when you feel like you're at the end of your rope. But he can renew Love, not that he makes you love other people, but when you have a desire to take care of someone or to be there for someone, when you're at the end of your rope, right. he will give you the strength to do so. Yeah, it's like, and that's true love. Yeah, and it's like we always say, even with love, like true feelings come out in the rough times. We yeah. see how someone, re- the character of a person, comes out. Yes, during the rocky, the rocky, the, uh, the, the rocky waters, the storm. Um, so yeah, that's great. I'm gonna get into the next two, but uh, in getting into them, I want to ask you: Do you think that agape is simply reserved for a husband and wife, or uh, God and man, God and woman, or do you think that you can have agape love with a friend, with yes. a fa- with a family? Yes, I do, okay. I th- and especially okay. when you talk about kids. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> loving your kids is definitely, <laughs> it's definitely got to be agape because, you know, there's a lot of times when we love our children, there's no return on the love. There's no return on the investment at first. That's what it means by unconditional. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, you're you loving them and they're telling you, you ain't never did nothing you for me. And it's like, you little, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You wanna you wanna wring them by the neck and you know you can't. Right. But it's like the the love that you give it just it's it's like they don't understand it sometimes because and they, they don't, don't see it. That's right. very true. They right. don't. They just can't. Right. And that's why I think that I think the the greatest thing God can do to teach us how He loves us is to give us kids and to make us have to go through with children what He goes through with us. Do you think that you have to? Um, you know, I'm, 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 this whole love at first sight, sight thing, right? I was going to talk about that because, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. And that's mm-hmm. when everybody, you know, gets all get lovey-dovey. You got to get a boo. Yeah. We're going to talk about booed up. That 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 would be more on the Eros level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, do you think that love at first sight, obviously me or you, we've never laid eyes upon um a biological child, right? But you do hear people say, you know, I first laid eyes on you and and it was like I was done. That was it, right? And I'm like, do you think that's something people say or do you believe in that? You believe love at first sight type deal? I I don't know if I believe love at first sight in terms of like um a man and woman relationship type, no, no, but, but when even, it comes to kids, child, yeah. oh, definitely. I rem- I can still remember the day that I first laid eyes on BJ. Uh-huh. I remember, you know, he was born. I was on a cruise, um, so I wasn't at home. Yeah, he came. I think he came a little early, um, but I was <laughs> I was uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. and I got the message that he was born, and and I remember um, coming back home, and that was one of the first things I went and picked up. Alyssa from college, she was away at college and I went and picked her up and I went to see him. And the first time I held him, you know, he's my nephew. Right. But the first time I held him, he was the first nephew. He was the first child out of our family, you know, and it was just immediately like I knew I would do anything yeah. for that little boy. Yeah. Um, and so 
I definitely knew, you know, from even just holding him, it was like, you know, I knew like uh, he, anything that he needed, he was going to have. And and from the time he was a baby <laughs> and, you know, yeah. all the way until now, yeah. like there's never been anything, you know, that he and he still has, you know, relationship with his parents, you know, um, um, to whatever they all build with that. But he knows that he's he's going to be OK mm -hmm. because he has people yeah. Who love him. Now, does he understand fully that love? No, of course not. No. He's a teenager. Right. He's not gonna understand that fully. But I think definitely, you know, you can I, I do believe that you can see and know immediately that someone's gonna be in your life and they're gonna be an, an important part of your life forever. And it's crazy too, right? That's that kind of feeling is like you can't, you know, when people ask you, even when I just ask you, like, when do you know when did you know you were in love, right? And it's something that you just can't explain. It, 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 like it said, this agape love is more than a feeling. I, I truly feel that, no, no uh, pun intended, because it is something that you, it's like you can't put words into the, the feeling that, that comes over you. It's like you can't describe it. There's nothing I could say to you that would get you to feel what I felt, mm -hmm. right? Like when you say you laid eyes on BJ. And, and, you know, I, I, I think that you can have that type of connection, even with a person. I think it's rare, and sometimes it might be masked, um, but masks, masked, you know, with a mask on. <laughs> masks. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, finally. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, it's tough. It's really tough. And, and most of the time, people say they have this true love when they really don't. You yeah, some, I think some people are in love with being in love. Mm. They're in love with what we're getting ready to talk about. The right idea now. of being in love. I agree with that too. I think sometimes even the people love the idea of love so much that it doesn't matter who the other person is on yeah. the other end. Really doesn't matter. They just yeah. love the idea of being in a relationship, yeah. even if it's bad. It's like I'm in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, and that. That's dangerous territory. Absolutely. Because you're willing to ignore all of the red flags. You're willing to ignore everything that's wrong just to be in a relationship. Because, or, or have a connection. Or, or Yes, and that's the other thing. Yeah. I think that we were created to be connected. Mm -hmm. And that desire is not bad. That desire is not wrong. But sometimes you connect to something that's not what you're supposed to connect to. Right. You know, you, every, every plug does not fit the same. Like you, some, that's why you have to sometimes have, you know, adapters and things, you know, we've been on in other countries or, or like on cruises, especially they'll have yep. like different places. You can't plug your phone up here. Cause you know what? It, it, it's it, not the right outlet. It's not the right outlet. Yep. And, and sometimes people force it. They get, they make stuff, they create adapters, they do different things to try to make themselves fit together. And you cannot make something fit that was not designed to fit. Mm -hmm. And I say that not saying that, you know, because I'm not a believer. I know people will often say, well, um, uh, uh, there's only one person in this world that was created oh, for me. Oh, no, I, I don't believe. No. <laughs> I know, but that's, that's, a, that's no. a thing that some people believe. And I don't, I don't 
I don't put apart their belief. Whatever you have. My granddad was like that. Remember? Yeah. My granddad firmly yeah. believed. And there was plenty of times I had conversations with him where I disagreed. I know. <laughs> but he firmly believed that my grandmother was created just for him. Yeah. And was like supposed, a soulmate. Yes. A yeah. soulmate. And it was his it was his wife. And yeah. And before and all before she even knew it and her family and everything else. And and he had to find her. And it's like, you know, I I understand the the thought and the need for that. I just don't agree. I, I don't believe either. that I believe that because if that's the case, what happens when your soulmate don't want you? When they do something crazy, when they on the other side of the earth. Why what would make you think that you have only one chance at love. Yep. And if you don't find that particular person. You'll never feel it. You'll never feel it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that. Yep. God is, God, if God is no respecter of persons, why would he make one person for each and every one of us? Yeah. And everyone else is, is would be a consolation prize. Exactly. But I do believe that you can't have a soulmate, but that just comes from your souls being in, intertwined. Yeah. And you get there. You can you get do. there. You yeah. do. And now that you can get there quickly even. Yeah. You can know. It's like with, with me and you, you know, we, we laugh because we met our first, from our first date yeah. to our wedding date. Was like six months? Seven, seven months? Seven, seven months. months. Yeah. Seven months. Yeah. It's, that's crazy. And, but you know what I tell people all the time when they say that? I, a lot of it had to do with our connection, yes. Yeah. Um, we, we, as soon as we had our first few interactions together, it was just, you know, it, again, it was like I couldn't really even explain what it was. It was just like, oh, wow, like there's something, there's definitely something here. Um, but part of it, too, had to deal with we both were divorced. Yeah. So we, we, we had a pretty good grip on what love meant to us and mm -hmm. what it looks like and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were... We didn't have experience. So I think that experience is another factor in why, you know, this me and you came together as quickly as we did. Yeah. But I do I do want to get into we 25 minutes in and we just dealt with <laughs> with agape. That's why I was like, okay, we dealing with that. So real quick, let's hit these because this ain't even the meat of of what I want to talk about today, even though we gonna took up half the time. It looks like this is gonna be part of it. Um Eros and Philia, uh the these uh are respectively uh, <laughs> physical and... Uh, uh, well, one is physical. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yes. Eros, physical. Mm -hmm. Philia, friendship, family, things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would call Philia... I would call Eros the weakest of these connections, although it is a connection. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this is why... <laughs> this is why I always say about... Uh, talking about love at first sight i always explain it this way everything is physical from the beginning because if i walked into a room and i saw you which i did you know i didn't go into a room but first time i saw you what was i attracted to right you know you asked me before what 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 was it about me that attracted that attracted you. And it was, it, it was like the answer, I, I couldn't, you can't have this answer of, oh, well, <laughs> it, you know, I just knew you were a deep thinker and your, your personality and all that. If I've never met you, I have no clue what any of that is like. 
All I know is that something visual about you mm-hmm. attracted mm-hmm. me, yeah. right? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I no. ain't even going to get into it. <laughs> I already know it. It ain't your, be- it ain't your beauty. It's your booty. You so. know what? <laughs> I ain't going to get into that. But that's what people, you know, that's why I never believed in love at first sight. Because it was like, at first sight is simply physical. That's all it is. That's all it is is physical. And I, you know, when you're young, you know, we talk about teenagers. Oh, my God. When you're young, this type of connection is the is the most powerful thing in the universe. <laughs> well, don't get it confused with lust. So it, Listen. It's, <laughs> so there's lust, yes. And then there is... The the the, I'll say eros. Let's let's separate them out because I, I call because, it I call it sexual attraction. Yes, because eros is not is not lust. Right. It's talking about love. I understand that is of a physical nature. Right. Love that is of an attraction. That would it's be the like when they say, "I want you." Yes, but I love you. No, you don't. You <laughs> right. want me. <laughs> right. You don't you want what I got. Right. You don't love me. Right. You you want something. Right. And there's an attraction there. And it's supposed to be reserved for um marriage. Right. Um, but a lot of times people get stuck in that lust love quagmire and they're not able to get out of it. Right. And then they start thinking that it's real love and it's you know, it's something that is not, it's more temporary. It's very temporary yeah. <laughs> because that level of so so I, I'll I'll put it to you like this so the intensity level of eros mm-hmm. is probably higher than all the rest of them, but that is why it's sort of like a high, right? People chase this high, whether mm-hmm. it be drugs or whether it be excitement level. Like I want I want to want to feel that, and it's like you can't. It's like something that gives you goosebumps. It's like that level of intensity can't be sustained for long periods of time but it it is godly and created it is for not just for procreation but for enjoyment for enjoyment and communication between a spouse (laughs) that's called communication you know Uh, like love uh, language yes like uh uh, it makes me think of uh, It makes me think of uh, uh, the clumps, the Sherman having relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta be ha- be able to have those relations to to strengthen everything else because it does strengthen your bonds. Mm-hmm. And anytime you remove that, then there is something that is missing yeah. from your relationship. So definitely, you don't want to you don't want to push it down like oh, Eros just throw that out. No, baby, you gonna need that. You better yeah. pull that yeah. back in here. Like yeah. you need more connection. You don't want to just be roommates with your spouse. Yeah, you know, you want to have relationship with them on multiple levels. I agree. And so it's very important that when you look at love, that you're not just looking at love in terms of oh, I just want to love this person. Um, and I want to be their friend and be there for them. No, I also want to have uh, um, more than just a friendship type of love with this because I can get a friend mm-hmm. from other places. Mm-hmm. I need more than just a friend. I need more. Than, <laughs> but you say <laughs> she's just a friend. <laughs> well, we both there. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. There's a lot more that can be said about heroes, but let's let's switch over to Falaya, which is which is a strong connection in itself, but it it's not romantic related. Right. Uh this will be talking about family and friends. Um yeah. 
this is a stronger connection as you know i, I tell um kids all the time there, there's a difference between when you're young you're like that's my friend that's my friend it's like this, you're you call him your friend because you 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 saw him at at you go to the same school and it's like that that's it's not how that works. It's like, you know, when you get older, you understand you have acquaintances. There's people you know, and then you have friends, you know. And then and then I, I even believe uh, you, you got confidants. There's people that's even more than friends. And that's the type of connection that Falia um, um, probably uh, is talking about because it, it, it's like, yeah, I, I have I have some people in my life we have people in our lives who it's like, you know, you you know, I guess the culture would call ride or dies, right? Where it's like, you know, we're not romantically linked or anything like that. And, you know, I maybe you can't call it agape, like, you know, unconditionally, but it's close to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like even if it you're the type it's the type of person where it's like, okay, if I hear some bad stuff about you, I don't immediately go to that place it's right. like oh wait no not not this person right? right not them i couldn't i can't believe that and and i think that's imp it's important to have those connections that's not even supported romantically because i think you need like i think you said something earlier about you know we need connection we i do. think i think we're made to, right to, we are to need that it's not good for man to be alone right um so having that connection is very important and, and it takes Again, what I say, consistency, trust to get to that level, too. Yeah. And understand that sometimes you know, and we all need it. Let me go back. We all need it. Mm -hmm. Male and female. Mm -hmm. A lot of times men always will say, well, you know, we don't I don't need a lot of friends or I don't need this. But you do. You do. And sometimes you don't recognize it. And that's why sometimes there are. Let's use the word uh, droughts in your life mm -hmm. because you're not being filled in those areas yeah. and uh, because stimulated. your wife because you're no we're not gonna use that word your wife i don't know why stimulated is just people go to nasty because it doesn't have it doesn't mean that it just i know but but right but what it does is people say oh no no i don't want i don't want to i, I don't yeah, want that i don't yeah. want to think of that in terms because yeah. we're trying to get men to have friends right so if i don't want to use the word stimulate and they're like you know what no you get had of, me and then you lost get me get out of your toxic masculinity <laughs> For one minute. <laughs> Some can't because it's been drilled for years that yeah, that way. For instance, look at David and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. The only way for some people to wrap their minds around David and Jonathan being friends the way that they were mm -hmm. was for them to make it a sexual relationship. And that's the problem. When the Bible never said it was a sexual relationship, but people take it there. Why? Because they can't grasp why would one man be that close of a friend to another man and give up his his give up his his throne give up his access and protect him in that way because he was his friend because and, people equate the strongest connection has to be reserved for that for sexual relation yeah or and romantic and, it and doesn't, it's not yeah it doesn't not it's not no there are relationships that you can build and you can have that are not sexual in nature, yeah. but they can feed you in different areas of your life. Yep. And if you do not have that understanding, then you you miss it. But this is why you didn't like it. But I started with agape first, because if you first get that love of God, mm -hmm. you can understand these different things yeah. and you can understand the different types of love. Whereas if you start first, if you start with allow you, you'll be searching for something more. 
than just what Falau is supposed to give. Mm-hmm. So it is, or you look looking with Eros, you'll be looking for more, but Eros cannot just sustain a whole life, mm-hmm. right? What how does Eros happen when you know you get you get sick? When you're, you know, when when you're 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 you know on your way out of here, you're you you still married, but you don't you're not able to have that affection and that sexual love, that physical love. You have to have the balance of understanding that I can have eros, I can have falau, but you know what? I gotta have agape. All right, let's get a little. I got a question to pose to you. Okay, this would probably be on the marriage corner, but uh, yeah. So talking about married people, do you think you can have falia with the opposite sex? Mm. I think you could, but I think that it's dangerous. It's <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you could, but it's dangerous. But would the would the would you well, accept? Saying, well, would you accept? Well, let, me having that sort of relationship with another woman. Well, let's go back. So, are you talking about because I, you could have Falau if you are married? Okay. But now, when you get married, that's when I say it's dangerous. Okay. Before you know, so you're saying you could, but you should, but should, but should you? Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, you definitely could. Mm-hmm. Uh, male and females can have things in common. Male and females can have, and they can still have friendship. Uh-huh. But I think that one of the things that we do to protect marriage is that we try to make sure that there are no outside parties coming into the marriage. Uh-huh. And sometimes, if you have a friend. Because one of the things about friends, friends bear each other burdens. Mm -hmm. Friends are there for each other. Well, if I have a friend of the opposite sex and they are meeting certain needs, how does my spouse still meet those needs? Okay. There's got to be a... Do you you understand what I'm saying? I want to have a discussion around I know you do. But the the reality is, is that sometimes I have to forego... Some, I believe this, and this is, what does Paul say? This say I, not the Lord. I believe that sometimes you have to, you have to not have certain needs met in order to protect the marriage. I agree. Completely agree. Because let's say your spouse um, doesn't want to go to the mall with you, but there's another guy friend that will go to the mall with you. Well, pretty soon, the more and more that that person meets your needs, the 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 more you rely on them than you do on your spouse. And you begin to be drawn away because your needs are being met over here and they're not being met over here. That They may still be meeting some other needs, right? They're your spouse. So you have to be very careful. So that's why that's... And, and I believe that even in terms of friendships with the same sex... You sometimes have to be careful. I was going to get into that because that was the question that I had when you said about meeting certain needs. Mm-hmm. And you said that if you're getting it from this other person, then when when does your... And sometimes it's healthy, though, to get it from another person. But getting it from another person of the opposite sex can lead you to trouble. Absolutely. And I think, though, that the worldly view of these sorts of things has crept into our minds because I this is what I would say to that the only needs I think that you're referring to would be physical needs no 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 I know but what I'm saying is the same danger I'm glad you clarified that because what I was going to get into is that that isn't just 
reserved for of the opposite sex. The reason why I pose the opposite sex question is because a lot of people in the world, right, and now we're supposed to be um, um, not of this world, but you can't help everyone around you is going to have opinions about whether or not, you know, this woman can be my friend or this man can be your friend. Mm -hmm. And that's going to get into your spirit. It will. It just will. Especially, like you said, that's why it's dangerous. Sometimes right. you just don't want to be putting yourself in that position because eventually the temptation will come will come around and, and knock on the door for you. Well, we're about 40 minutes in, so that's... Oh, a, wow. <laughs> that was a good conversation, but I do want to get into um, when we discuss these different types of loves, let's talk about how you give and how you receive and... With that, I'm talking about love languages. So there's five of them, y'all. I'm going to read these out to y'all. Physical, touch, words of affirmation, gifts, or, you know, giving and receiving of gifts, acts of service, and quality time together. Ooh, that mm. sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> that is rude. All right, so uh, let me give you a little bit of uh, what the intranet tells me about these five things. And we'll obviously, um, you can give me your thoughts of whether you agree or disagree. Physical touch, holding hands, a hug, shoulder rub, sitting next to each other, all the way to sexual intimacy. Words of affirmation, telling someone directly what they appreciate about them. From the comic example of, hey, thanks for taking the trash out for me, to your willingness to walk with me months through the grief of losing my dad. Gifts. Talking about, um, you know, no really explanation needed. Giving like Christmas. Think of that. Christmas <laughs> tree. <laughs> Acts of service. Uh, doing something for your loved one without being asked or even expecting anything in return. I think that right there needs a big highlighter on it. Expecting anything in return. That's very, very big. And the last one, quality time together, obviously just spending time um, staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> so what do you think about these? I think that um, they are <laughs> – I, I do think there's more ways to show love and express love and receive love. Um, but I think that the, this this is based on a book by Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. I read the book, but it was so many years ago that I cannot I think, remember. I think that, I think you're right, but I think this covers, this is wide enough net that I don't know what it misses. Yeah, I, I can, I think that things can be kind of put into there. So for instance, for me, one of my love languages, my, my love language for expressing love mm -hmm. is feeding people. Right. You know, like that's... That would be an act of service. That's right, right, right. But it's, you know, I guess I grew up, I spent too much time in the South. I believe the way to people's heart is their stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always been like, and even, you know, even going out to eat, like sharing restaurants with people, sharing Is that things. why I'm fat? Yes, that's why you're fat. It's because... <laughs> you just showering me with love, huh? I do, I do. You know, I'm always I'm always feeding myself and you. That's our problem. So I have to find different ways of being able to, to show love and not just be um, um, 
feeding people all the time, but it is even like book club will sit, talk about it all the time because I'm always, if I, I bake cakes, you know, and, um, um, do different things. I, you know, I love, I love sitting around and eating together. Like eating together is a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So that's also why I guess my love languages are, what did I say before we turned this on? It was quality time and acts of service, right? No, I thought you said words of affirmation. Oh, I don't remember. You did take the quiz, though. What did the quiz tell you? I can't remember. Oh. It was, I don't know what it was, what the what the quiz told me. but I'm surprised. Oh, here it is. It was quality time, words of affirmation. Okay. Yes. And then acts of service. Yep. Yeah. And I think that I think that the so I wanted to get into you into this with you. Um, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording. Um, I feel like these different you can feel each one of these things in different times mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. Um, the example that I gave would be if you're in physical pain, surgery, I don't know, you burned, whatever the case may be, sick, not feeling well, sore throat, which I'm dealing with right now. Um, hope you guys can't tell. <laughs> but um, when when these things are going on, let's say your love language is physical touch, that might not be, that might not do anything for you. But um, acts of kindness or quality time, something like that might touch your heart in that particular moment. Doesn't mean that it, it I, I'm not saying that your primary one shifts. I'm saying that sometimes in these different areas of your life, what something you're going through mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally might might say, hey, this would do me well in this moment. Doesn't mean that's my primary one, your go-to one, so to speak. You ain't in your bag with this one. But um, I, I do feel like it changes. Uh, I would say for me, acts of service is big for me, and that's why I wanted to highlight um, the expectation of anything in return. I think that as as a society, as as a human, that is also something that's very very difficult to overcome. Uh, that's why agape love, especially with God, is important. Your your relationship with the Lord is what gets you through this because sometimes people are like, well. One of the biggest things when people tell you, give you advice is, well, I don't know, they wouldn't have did that to me. Or, you know, <laughs> well, how could they do this when I've done this, this, and that? That's always an argument, right? Your 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 argument when someone doesn't do something is you lay out things that you that have That you done. did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so your expectation of something is like, that is not why we do things. It shouldn't be. But a lot of times it is. Yeah, it it's is. It's a favor for a favor, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm doing this because I know one day it'll come back around to me. That's the that is the worst way to do to operate. Right. Because a lot of times where the place where you sold something is not necessarily where you're going to reap it from. Ooh, talk about it. So definitely, it. definitely, you can't just assume that you know. Oh mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them. It, that would be like me saying, oh, I'm going to cook this food for all these people and they're going to in turn uh, cook for me and bring it back to you. Well, I don't want that back. Right, you know, right. I want to be able to cook for others and give. To, I don't want anybody cooking for me. I'm very picky in terms of what I eat and stuff like that. So I don't like yeah. necessarily people cooking for me, really. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there now let me let me preface that there's a few people 
who I will say because they make something maybe that I don't make. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need I need you to make that. You know, I, I, I love when they make this. So I do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean I do it outward because I want it back. Mm-hmm. And I, let me let me also go back. Agape love can also be between two people. Not just my love. Yeah, not just not just the love. I thought we explained that. What do you mean? Yeah, well, because you mentioned you got to go back to your agape love of God. So I just okay. want to yeah, uh, yeah. clarify so yeah. people don't think that we're confused yeah, about yeah. that. It, it is. Agape is, you know, between people. Absolutely. And you have to get to that. Yeah. But God is the one. Once you have your relationship, I believe once you have your relationship with God, he then now puts that in your heart. Yeah. Um, but I think that. What you're hitting on is very important because what happens when you've been in a relationship, let's say for 20 years, and now something happens to your spouse? Maybe not, maybe not a big thing that happens to them. Maybe you know they they lose ability for or desire for for sex, right? Mm-hmm. And you are here, you know. <laughs> wanting and desiring and needing certain things. And you just th- as vibrant as can be, huh? <laughs> and they are going through a time in their life where that's just, it's just not necessarily a, a good option for them. Mm-hmm. That's when you got to be, you you have to have, an, uh, and I think that this is important and this is the place where, you know, we leave this for marriage corner, but um, you have to begin to understand on both sides what agape love means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't just say, I don't feel like it and I'm not capable, so it's a I'm given. not going to do it. It's a given. And the take. other person can't say, well, you better, you know. <laughs> and, you're, and you're so right. You better deal and with I this. And I do want to, I do, I do want to stay. It, it, it's inevitable that we're going to talk about relationships and and uh, Well, yeah, marriage. because we're talking about love. Right. But I do want to try and keep it. I want to keep it general because you can. I, let let I I would take it back to what happens when your connection can no longer reciprocate in certain ways, right? Mm-hmm. And even even as a friend, right? And that's still on online with that, without even saying with relationship. But yeah. I use that as an example yeah, because yeah. it's a reality in people's life that you're going to come to some point in your relationship, whether it be yeah. sexual or whether it be where friendship, not, where they're not meeting where the what person you need. cannot. Yes. Yeah. The other person cannot meet what you need. Yeah. And what do you do? I think number one, the, the most important thing is what I highlighted. If you never have an expectation of a give back, then it's hard to be disappointed. Disappointment comes from expectation. We've, I agree. We've, but we've learned that. I agree. But I do have an expectation of, of, and it's not necessarily that I'm like giving you this, this report card, but there is an expectation of things that a spouse needs to do but here or is, things that a friend needs to do. I agree with you, but here's the, here's the difference that I'm making. Your expectation might not be based in reality. And what I, what I mean by that is, are they, are they purposefully withdrawing? And not giving you what you need, or is it something that they're incapable of doing at the at the moment, mm-hmm. right? If I can't if I can't walk, you know, let's say I, I I got an accident and I'm in the hospital, and I miss your recital, I miss your basketball game, I miss I miss your promotion, your party, 
what whatever the case may be, um, people may have a a understanding on that level. However, then it gets to, well, you just sprained your knee. You couldn't you you couldn't come. You know, then you, then your expectations start getting into you're questioning the motive and the heart of the other person. And that's what I was saying about the, your expectations. That That's what I was getting into because, you know, and then it goes into history too. Like, well, remember when I was sick and I showed up and <laughs> right. I showed up for this and that? And it comes back to, again, it comes back to that expecting anything in return. It all goes back to but that. But I think it all that goes we back all have phrase. an expectation. Mm. Otherwise. I think you're right because it's human nature. Exactly. That's, what I, that's what I made mention of. But, but even but, still, otherwise, why why be in relationship with someone? Because relationship is just like, you know, I, I explain to people when you talk about communication. Because relationship is a, it is a way of communicating, mm-hmm. right? If you are communicating with someone, there has to be a, a receiver and a giver. Mm-hmm. But even after that giver gives and the receiver receives, mm-hmm. there has to be the receiver then now has to turn into the giver and give back. Otherwise, there's not a line of communication. There's there's a difference between I me agree. telling you something and me and you having a conversation about something. I agree. Something. Then it's just a one-way And relationships cannot be one way. No. Now, what you're what I think you're talking about is that there are times where relationships may be one way for a season, mm-hmm. but it can't be forever. Mm-hmm. I think that some people get caught up in relationships that are just forever one-sided. That is not a relationship. No. That And that's not you being... That's not even a connection. It's not. Uh, you know, it's like internet. Internet is a two-way right. communication. Right, right. Um, like when they, one of the internet tests to, to know whether you're online is called a ping test, right? And and just because uh, your router may say it's online and your you your cords are connected, um, that doesn't mean you have a connection. Because mm-hmm. if I ping something, a successful ping means you put in an IP address, which would be like what you Google.com. That's that's the word, uh, that's the URL of it, but that even Google.com has what we call an IP address. Right. So what a ping test does is it sends a signal to this location. It sends it. If it sends it and it let and Google will let us know that it received it by a ping back, that is a successful ping. An unsuccessful ping is I'm pinging Google and I keep pinging Google yeah. and I'm not getting a response. So it's a one-way level of communication, but it's not a connection. Right, exactly. And I think that the main thing that we that we desire as humans, and I think God created us this way, is to have connection. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a two-way. It has to be a two-way street. It can't be, you know, I'm the only one reaching out and the other person is just, you know, existing. Yeah. There has to be a connection. I agree with you. Um, you know, I'm going to quickly go over these other ones. Uh, gifts, I, I told you before. I, I uh, Let me be careful here. Because Podcast no, this listeners. Is, this is, this is, it, these are actual, 
Wait, know, it doesn't necessarily mean big gifts, no, but just I don't want to. I, what I'm saying is, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But I think gifts is one of those ones where I feel like it's it's a big. Uh, <laughs> It's an ego thing. It is not. It's because it's not necessarily. Oh my god! It's not mine, but I I have to cape up for him because you're who, you're putting it out. But okay, who doesn't like getting gifts? It's not. But see, that's the thing. You're saying it as if it's these big gifts. No, sometimes it's just. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, in order for you to feel, in order for you to feel love. Right? This is what we're talking about. This is a love language. Not like an not like a existence language or I'm an important language. But I'm like, I feel like if in the only way for you to feel loved is to receive gifts, I'm like, ooh, that's tough for me. And again, if that's your love language, y'all. It definitely if that's, would be tough for you. <laughs> if that's your love language, y'all, listen, I'm not telling you you're crazy. I, I I fully believe that you have a right to feel how you feel. I'm just saying that don't work for me. I know, but it's not your love language. You don't it don't have to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> it don't have to work for you, okay? So this is the thing though because it's oh, not just because some people's love language is giving gifts. I think so that's the thing for me. And but I I put it in that's why I said acts of service and you know me. I was going to get into this, but we spent so much time on acts of service. Uh, it, could, it could apply to gifts, too. I, what brings me joy more than anything is seeing joy in other people. Right. That's what, that's what energizes me. That's what charges me. That's what I get. That's what stimulates me. It really does. It, you, you said stimulate a lot really today. Does. Listen, I'm taking that word back for, for the <laughs> level-headed people. Don't get mad. It's like moist. I mean, I hate the word moist. I know, and I don't really like it either. But moist. It, but we can't be turning everything nasty. It's not nasty. I just don't like the word. The word just make me think of something slimy and wet. <laughs> <laughs> moist. <laughs> Alyssa not, hates that word. I'm not even going to comment. Moist I a whole towelette. lot of alleys I can go down with that. I'm just not going to do it. So what I'm saying is, no. So yeah, gifts. When I'm yes, giving a gift or doing something for someone and seeing the joy from that. Yes, that really. So that would be that that type of what that love language would stimulate or. <laughs> Stop using that it's, word. It's getting very saying. moist in here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> if you all right, quality time together. Uh, what are we thinking about that? I quality time, you know, is mine. I I love and quality time even is how I show love to myself. I spend time with myself uh, alone, um, or sometimes you know, sometimes with family and things like that. But that taking time, yeah, is huge to me. I think that outside of just being a primary love language, I think quality time together is how you foster strong connections, mm -hmm. strong relationships. Mm -hmm. I really do. Uh, words of affirmation, um, you know, I said this before, I, I think this, this, I think self-esteem uh, comes into play here, and I'm not saying it in a negative way, I'm saying that some people do need um, uh, the thank you or, you know, job well done, and and sometimes I, I think, I think, though, that sometimes, no, it's just, it's just their way of communicating, Yeah, um, is that, it's, it's like that ping test you just said, mm -hmm. You know, they want to hear back. They want to they hear, hear back. They want the confirmation that, yeah. you know, 
they're going in the right direction because some people don't want to just keep going and you're not communicating back saying, nope, that was good. Oh, no, I really like that. Oh, you're doing such a great job. You know, one of the things I, I used, you know, my, my one of my degrees is in human resource uh, uh, development. And one of the things that they teach you is that you cannot even fire someone without, I mean, we're at at-will state, but still, you're not supposed to fire someone without giving them consistent feedback on how they're doing. Because there needs to be documented times where you're saying, okay, yeah, you did, this was good, this was not good, this was good, this was not good, until you get to a point where, okay, you can say, you know what, you're not doing a great job, so you're going to be let go. But that is one of the things that when you look at words of affirmation, why it's so important, because people need to know how they're doing. You don't need to catch me off guard and come in. You know, I, I remember this one story that we had. Um, I was, we were, uh, my aunt and I were talking about one story. She had a friend where the friend, you know, went with her spouse on a trip. And on the trip that they were on, the spouse just turned to him and said, you know what? This isn't working for me. You know, I want a divorce. And it's like, okay, I, we on a trip together, like right. out of the blue, like what happened? And the reality is sometimes people don't communicate until it's too late. Right. Right. And so if there were words of affirmation or if there were, if there was communication happening the whole time, then hopefully, you know, in this case it would not have been because there were other things going on, but understand that, that if you communicate, then we can be able to get some things taken care of before we go too far. Right. Yeah. And physical touch, y'all. Physical touch is, it is what it is, right? It's the, it's the. Uh, it's the stimulation. Yeah, it's the stimulation. <laughs> Since you didn't use that word like 18 times today. It's the, it's the, today. Al, it's the Al Green. It's the, it's not, the not the Al Green. It's, Al, it's not Al Green. All I can remember about Al Green is the hot grits. So no, not the Al Green portion of love it. Love and happiness? Come okay, on. Love Come and happiness. On. Yes, on. but Al Green was rough. So I don't, uh, we're not going to go there. But yes, nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love using touch to show love and that physical hugging and kissing and 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 you know you have to know too i think that what else is important is knowing what your your children need and their love languages too because right. kids have love languages as well and you have you should find those out again th this isn't just reserved for a, a relationship mm -hmm. a husband and wife yeah this is this is some, friends yeah. this is children this is all that and yeah. i think even with physical touch you know they've done some studies talking about hugging mm -hmm. do you know they say that if you hug someone for 20 it takes for 20 seconds i think it's a 20 second hug it releases certain um, your aura gets on them? No, not your aura. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just got this time for this podcast to be over. It it what it is is when you're hugging, you know, it, it releases like certain yeah. um things in your body and it just like, okay, yes, you feel that you can release stuff, you can let stuff go. Why just simple as a hug, mm -hmm. that physical touch, physical touch can be healing. Yeah. But I a agree. lot of times we don't understand it and that's it why makes i brought us uncomfortable up, and right. you know for some of, people a lot of experiences get you to that point exactly yeah. but that's why i brought up even with your kids because sometimes your kids uh my mom told me this before because we were talking about um, um certain things and she said sometimes when a kid is acting up you know and if they've been through trauma 
take them and give them a hug. You know, and sometimes you're like, I can't hug that. Like they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they're going off and doing. You don't want to grab them and hug them. But sometimes you need to just grab them and hug them and hold them and not let them go for a little bit. I ain't saying strangle them. I'm saying you hugging them <laughs> for just like a minute and just holding on to them. And that physical touch, it can be healing. So I'm 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 a proponent of physical touch. Yes. Physical touch. Let's bring it back. 2024, we campaigning for it. For physical touch. Yes, and I'm not a hugger, you know that. I'm not a big hugger. But I'm I'm seeing more and more how hugs heal. And I think that that's it. That's gonna matter of fact, that's gonna be my bumper sticker. Physical touch 2024. Hugs heal. Oh, be careful. Might get you into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to uh, physically touch each and every one of the JNAC podcast listeners. Give me, I'm going to give y'all a big virtual hug. Yay. Mm, come on in, bring it in, bring it in for a big virtual hug. First G <sighs> loves y'all. SPT loves y'all. I do. This podcast was good. Good. Kicking off love month, not kicking it off, but kicking off the conversation of love. I think we did good. What you think? I think we did a good job. You think people are sitting back like, what in the world are I they do. talking about? I do think some of them are. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to give those people another hug. Give me, Come on in. The haters, <laughs> let me give you all another hug. <laughs> all right, y'all. Like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to the JNAG podcast this episode. We are going on strong. Like and subscribe, please, um, wherever you get your podcast. Rate us. Review us. Let us know if it sucks. You know, Fergie ain't afraid of the smoke. And thank you for coming on this ride. Thank you to my lovely co-hosts, which I love very much. Yes. I might give you some physical touch later. You know what? <laughs> if you don't... <laughs> I'm, I'm through with you. I'm going to quit this podcast if you can... <laughs> You guys, please forgive him. He he has no filter. I am your friendly neighborhood podcast. You're too friendly. First G, uh, I love y'all, and we'll see you next time. Bye.